0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. Amen, amen. Come on, somebody shout out, let's go. Come on, say it again, say, let's go. High five your neighbor. Tell them, say, "Let's get busy." That's nah, that say, tell me, tell your neighbor, high five them. Tell them, say, "Let's get busy. Let's get busy." Can I just tell you that he specializes in using broken, wounded people? His power is shown greater and at its greatest when it is operating through a broken vessel. Everybody, say, "I am a broken vessel." I love, love, love that song. Well, welcome to church, everybody. Welcome to Release City Church. We want to welcome those that are listening by podcast and those that are tuned in through Facebook Live. Are you excited that you're at church today? I feel like I sound like a DJ with this voice. <laughs> I woke up sounding like Barry White. Then it moved to Kermit the Frog. That was a little sketchy this morning. And um, I, I came, like Grace came through the house. and was like, Daddy, what happened to your voice? So today is part two. Everybody say part two. Today is part two of a collection of talks, and I told you last week the way this particular series is going to flow, it's going to be like that Netflix Um, series that kind of leaves a cliffhanger so when we get to a certain spot I'm done and you're gonna be like yeah but I need to know about mm, you'll have to come back next week this is not one of those messages that has a a, just a cute little intro you know where I tell a Joe Olstein joke at the beginning right and and try to get everybody to like me and then I'm gonna drop something heavy on you and then and then tie it all up with a bow at the end this is not that message. This is, it's actually, it's, it's going to be a different kind of talk. It's, it's more of an expository, um, teaching. Somebody, uh, once said, you know, do, does he, does he break down the word in this instance? I believe it is important to break down the word when it's, when it's scripture verses that we read and we've read and we've reread and we've heard them in vacation Bible school as a kid and we, and we hear all this stuff, and we hear them in church on Sundays, but do we really understand exactly what is being spoken? And so that's why today we're going to kind of dive into the word. It's not that it's deep or heavy, but it is going to be a little different than what we've typically done. I hope you've got some notes and and things to take. If I can get a bottle of another bottle of water, uh, room temperature water, that would be great. Um, The cough drop is trying to help keep things moving, but I don't want it to become a distraction. So we're in this series called Living from Significance, and if it's cool with you, I'd like to dive right into where we left off last week, and I'm going to start with the same verse and use it as a springboard to launch Excuse me. Launch where we're headed today. So if you brought your Bibles, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 4 and 5, Jeremiah chapter 1. It will be on the screen, but I really hope that you're starting to get to a place where you're you've either bringing your, your physical Bible or you, you're downloading uh, the, the Bible app, so that way you can go back and, and let this stuff marinate on your life and in your spirit throughout the week. Jeremiah, this is one of the prophets, and and he's writing, and he says this. He says, the Lord God gave me this message. He said, I knew you before I formed you. Everybody say before. Okay, lean in. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nation. Somebody say, I am significant. Significant. You are significant. It's so crazy because we spend much of our life searching for the one thing we already have, significance. He says, before I knew you, or I knew you before, I formed you in your mother's womb. And before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. The key phrasing in this verse is, I knew you before. Before. Now, I told you last week, and I'm going to try to not always reference back to where we are, but, but it's important that we launch from this spot today. There are two types of <clears throat> no's in Scripture, and there's two, and, and it's to know by knowledge. I know you because I have a knowledge of you, and, or I know you by experience. What God was saying to Jeremiah was, before I gave you a body, I had already experienced you. Now, this, again, this is one of those verses that I've heard we do. It's how we, it's how we, um, the whole uh, 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 baby dedications that we do, it's all around that. But I want you to understand, before you were, you was. That's not good English, but you know what I'm saying. Before you were here, you already existed. That means there is something vitally important and significant about your life. Now the Bible doesn't talk a lot about this. Matter of fact, there's only like four scripture verses that support it. But the point that I want you to wrap your heads around today is that before you arrived on planet earth, you already had some type of heavenly existence. And then he said, he said, before I, he said, even before you were born, I I knew you. And then he said, and I set you apart. Meaning even before you got here, God had already placed something unique on the inside of you that was going to make you completely different than anyone else on the planet. Nudge your neighbor, even if it's just your spouse, and tell them, say, I'm different, and you know it. (laughs) then he said listen and then he said so he said i i before i knew you before i formed you and before you were born i set you apart then he said i appointed you to be my prophet to The nations. Now, somebody said, I don't have the gift of prophecy, and I'm not a prophet. No, but if you have Jesus, you have a story, and there's people out there that need to hear your story who are jacked up just like you were, maybe kind of like you're still holding on to jacked upness, that they need to hear your story. Well, how do I know that God wants to use me? Well, I'm just t- trying to show it to you in his word. You're significant. Before he formed you, he had an experience with you. He, uh, he set you apart for a purpose, and he appointed you to get the job done. Somebody say, I'm in. Come on now. So you've got formed, set apart, and appointed, and you hadn't even gotten here yet. That's heavy. That's heavy. You say, well, what's that mean? It means you are significant. This kind of this this spun from this, this poll that I, that I read one time that said, and I didn't tell you this part last week when I told you that, that, that there was a poll that said 72%, 72% of people said that they lived their lives um, fully or deeply unsatisfied. That was actually Christians that were in that poll. I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people who know Jesus. I'm talking about people who love Jesus. Matter of fact, seventy-two percent. That means seven out of ten people in this room will go home today, and you don't like your life. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Stretch your toes back out. <laughs> I, t- I just I, I can I can hear him. Why is that? It's because we live in a society that places a high value (coughs) on success. And I told you last week, there is something far greater in this life than being successful. It's called significance. For me, I feel the most successful and the most accomplished when people walk away from me and somehow I have affected their life in a positive way that's when success and significance work together. I don't want somebody to walk away and go, well, he just doesn't want us to be successful. No, 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 no. I want the very best for your life. I said that in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the New Members Creed. We want to see the best happen for you and your family. And we want to make sure you understand that even when life throws you a curveball, we're going to be here because the Bible says that he makes Jesus God. The Father makes the crooked has straight well guess what remember what i said if god's going to do anything in the earth he's going to use us to do it so guess who you need to be around when life throws you a curveball and you're looking for a straight way you're looking for a peaceful way that's not the time to run away from the church that's not the time to run away from the pastor when you see him in walmart that's the time to go pastor b i know we're not in church but will you pray with me right here in the milk section listen It's how we live. It's wherever I go, I want to leave my print on somebody's life. I'll never forget when Angie Tarver and and, and, uh, Angie and and Tony Tarver came. They They were on staff with us at our former church in Georgia. She was on the worship team with us. And I remember when she came down here the very first time. And the first thing she said when she walked in the building was, Your thumbprint, your fingerprint is all over this building. I, I want and that and that's a compliment, but I want the same to be true about the people's lives that I come in contact with. I want to leave not not my impression, not my print, but his print, his impact that's been established in my life. I want to be able to let that happen for somebody. Else. I want the waitress and the waiter to remember me because of my generosity. I want the person who's checking me out, unless you go to Walmart and you're, you're part staff because you're doing the self-checkout. You know what I'm talking about? Just ch- tell me when the staff Christmas party is, right? I didn't get, the, didn't get the memo. I want the person at the register who is checking me out, I want them to remember me because of my kindness. It's called living on assignment and from a place of significance, Now, listen, it does not mean that you're going to enjoy everything that happens in your life. Hear me. It does not mean that you're going to enjoy everything that happens in your life. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had some jobs that I hated. Third shift ain't for everybody. It was not for me. It doesn't matter if I slept all day, like 12 hours. It'd roll it roll up at around four o'clock in the morning, and B's looking for a corner in that warehouse. Come on, somebody! It don't matter. It's not for everybody. So there's jobs that I hated, and but but how did I get through it? Give me just a little bit more uh, mic. I'll pull it down if it gets if it gets louder, but I just need a little help with volume. How did I get through it? Because I knew that it was just a season that I was in, and I knew that there was an assignment. Was, there was an assignment on my life, and I walked into the Walmart distribution center in LaGrange, Georgia. And but what I remember this that my dad always taught me the, that if I'll just be faithful in one assignment, God was going to graduate me to my next assignment. I didn't stay at Walmart distribution center forever. And if nobody else wants to, I'll say amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I sprayed bugs. I was I was a pest control dude. I'm I'm up under houses watching watching um um termites and how they form like the stuff that I'm like this ain't got nothing to do with winning people to Jesus. Am I down here under this house? Am I gonna lead the termites to Jesus? What's going on, God? Everybody say it's a season. You may not like your life and where you are, but you're on assignment, and if you want to get out of that, <laughs> Be faithful to the assignment in the place where you are. You missed a good time to clap right there because that right there should have set you on fire. Ah, uh, don't worry about it. Maybe get it on the next one. If you want to get out of the situation that you're in, Thank you for Holy Spirit, for supernatural recall. If you want to get out of the situation you're in, be faithful to the assignment where you are. Instead of thinking, yeah, but God, my assignment should be this. No, he's trying to get you to learn something to prepare you for this. I told y'all last week, my 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 no dad, no no dad, I'm not, I'm not moving my family back to Chiefland. A lot of it had to do with, with because of a, a lot of it, 99% of it had to do with because I knew that I was not from here. They would, nobody would accept me. They made fun of me in school. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The other part was it wasn't time for me to come down back here because there were some things that I needed to experience. There were some things that I needed to be faithful in. There was some assignments that I needed to do to prepare me for this moment. You didn't want me. Back then, I had a lot of growing up to do, and still have a lot of growing up to do. I know Amy's watching; she's at home today working on her doctorate. She's got some deadlines that are due today. She probably fell out in her chair right there and said, "They don't even know how crazy he is." I think I just heard a amen come through my phone right there. Listen, here's something to remember: it's never about the job. It's never about the income. Stop saying they don't pay me enough. There'll be no one who's going to pay you what you're worth because God sent his son. His name is Jesus and you are worth his life and nobody else is going to do that. So stop crying over they don't pay me enough. He knows your worth and he laid it all on the line for you. So it's not about the job. It's not about an income. It's not even about success. It's about me making a difference wherever I've been placed. It's about me waking up every day knowing that God has already marked out my steps. He's got people that I'm going to meet. He's got people that I'm going to cross paths with. He's got people that, that Michael and his dad Earl is going to cross paths with when they're fixing plumbing. And there's a connection they have to the house. And then we get to find out ways we can help people that y'all don't even know about. It's your giving that will allows us as a ministry to help people that they, they, don't, they don't even know where it comes from. You don't even know it was done. Just know that when you plant the seed, there's a harvest coming whether you know it or not. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. It's about leaving our mark and his mark on the lives of people. I've already made up my mind today that, that, that by the end of the day, every single person that I come in contact with, they will remember me because of their encounter. Why? Because I'm living a life on assignment with significance. Anybody else want to be that kind of church? Anybody else want to live a life like that? All right, let's keep moving. Let's go to John chapter, uh, excuse me, 1 John. I'm going to read this from the new King James version. it's First John chapter five. First John, chapter five. Everybody good this morning? Temperature check? Y'all good? Okay, here we go. First John, chapter five, six through nine says this: "I'm building something. I want you to understand what's backing your significance. This is what it says. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Everybody say in heaven. Say three witnesses in heaven. Here they are the Father, the Word. Everybody say the Word i will come back to that in just a minute the father the word and the holy spirit and these three are one and there are three that bear witness on the earth everybody say witness on the earth and here they are the spirit the water and the blood and these three agree as one if we receive the witness of men the witness of god is greater For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. Now, let me break this down. When you get saved, when you ask Jesus into your heart, you get washed in his blood. Then we baptize you in water and the old you is left in the water and the new you comes up out of the water. And the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And Jesus told his disciples, these works that you have seen me do, go and do greater. Come on, somebody say, let's go. Let's go. It's time to get busy. Amen. It's time to get busy. Why? Because that's your assignment. Verse 7. Let me, just, let me just go back. It says, there are three, there are three that bear witness in heaven... And in other words, in other words, when you get saved, this is what I want you to understand because this is what most Christians battle with. When you get saved, the enemy keeps coming around to remind you of your character fault, character flaws. Okay. I, I want you, I want to explain what the witnesses are all about. If you get, if you get pulled into the courtroom and, and guilty is over your head, right? You're looking for some witnesses to confirm that that's not true. And what the enemy does is he, every day, he tries to bring up your past. He tries to bring up what you said about the referees at the game. Hello, somebody, let's talk real about it. <laughs> if they could only hear me through the TV most games, not last night, but most games, if the refs could hear what I was saying. But see, the enemy, the enemy loves to pull up and remind you. And let me tell you this, he'll use family members to help bring up your past. The devil will use innocent people to help bring up how you blew it, how you messed up. I'm I'm already up in it, waist deep. It says there are three witnesses in heaven that confirms you are still saved. Are you following me? It's the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. This is where we get the word trinity. Trinity is not a Bible word. Trinity is a word that we make up to understand who God is. Tri means three. Unity means one. Trinity means he's three in one. So it says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Now, we normally say the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Listen. Listen. Jesus is not his eternal heavenly name. Jesus, his eternal name is word. Jesus is his earthly name when he came, when he stepped out of, out of eternity and into time. He was Jesus for 33 and a half years, but his eternal name is word. What's a word? A word is a communicator. Out of the three that could have come down, God the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, who who was the one that came? The Word. Why? The communicator. Are you following me? Okay. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What's happening? He was communicating what God was like and what heaven was like. He was heaven's communicator. Hold on, I'm 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 going to tie this together. All right, let me reread verse eight. And there are so that was in heaven. You've got God the Father, you've got the Word, and you have the Holy Spirit. Now there, so when the enemy tried, he's constantly going into to the he's constantly going back and forth. saying, yeah, but they messed up. They messed up. Yeah, and the Father says, covered. The Word says it's done. It is finished. And the Holy Spirit, it's done. Listen, watch this verse uh, verse eight. And there are three that bear witness on earth the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. So now in the earth you have three things going for you. You've been washed in the blood, baptized in water. If you've never been baptized, let us let somebody on the leadership team know we'll put together a date, we'll fill that pool, and you going down, you going down dry and coming up wet. Amen. But the biggest thing is you going down one way and you coming up a whole completely another and it's called a changed life you'll be so 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 in the in the earth you have three things going for you washed in the blood baptized in water and filled with the holy spirit of god and if that's not enough you also have the backing of heaven if we receive the witnesses of men verse 9 the witnesses of god is greater so you might get you might get you might get acceptance with man but the acceptance with God is far more greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. He's saying, what you've got in the earth has you covered. But what you've got in heaven is greater. Let me explain it this way. When you've got, it's when you've got heaven holding you together when you can't even see it. It's, it's you functioning and operating when, when everything around you should be like, why have you not given up? It's because there's something greater that's holding me up. There's something greater that has that has me together. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, he's got me covered. Okay, and, and when you feel saved, see, see, heaven's got you when you feel saved and when you don't feel saved, when you feel like you're winning and when you don't feel like you're winning. And then the Bible says that these three have got you so tight because the Bible says that a cord of three strands is uneasily broken. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. I know this, I told you, this is not a typical B. Weber message. This is, this is, this is stuff that, this is basic stuff, but it's the foundation to under, for you and I to understand that I am significance. Where did it come from? All right, let's go. John one, let's go back. John one. Same author. John chapter one, verse one. Says this. In the beginning, remember I told you these are these are scriptures you already are familiar with. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Everybody, oh let me let me stop. Let me stop. In the beginning was the what? Word. That means before the beginning showed up, the word was already there. Who's the word? Yes, he is. Okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word mm, was God. That just means that before, before, before anything started, God was. See, see, God is not in time. If God was in time, he would, he would not be God. God showed up and said, where you been, time? Right? Okay, okay, okay. So, so he said, so he said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning, God. Verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Stay with me now. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let me stop right there. I meant to stop at 3. That means everything you see Every planet that you can pull up on a telescope, every star in the sky, everything we use as resources at our disposal, all of it was made by God. Sure, there are intelligent men and women who come up with stuff and they make stuff, but they didn't make it. They used a resource to develop it, but it was all made. We can't create anything. I can't even create spit. I can't. It's already in there. He's already put it inside of me. Okay, now watch. All of it was made by the word. Do you understand the significance of that? That's the way God is going to continue to create things in your life. That's why it's so important for you and I to learn the word. Don't just pull this out when Pastor B says, pull it out. Man, you go back and you look at John and First John tonight before you go to bed and go, God, I don't understand. It does not make sense to me. Before my mom and dad shared a milkshake out the same straw and bam, I was here. I already existed. God, help me to understand this. Because I'm not expecting you to get it all in 25 minutes. So learn the word. That's why I'll constantly remind you, speak the word. Yes, I understand what the doctor says. But by his stripes, you are and were healed in Jesus' name. Do you understand the significance of the word? God has always made things Out of the word. He put the power of life and death in your tongue and my tongue. And listen, if we'll get rid of criticism, if we'll get rid of negativity, if we'll get rid of our hate, if we'll get rid of our anger and our division and begin to speak the word and begin to create and frame up something new in our lives and in our world. Just like Jesus did when he spoke the word. You don't like your world? Stop speaking about it change what you're how you're talking about it you don't like what's happening in washington change how you're talking about it it's too easy to get negative and just spew out garbage garbage will not Mm -mm. garbage will not change garbage so if you think there's garbage up there your garbage (laughs) will not change garbage That was just a revelation right there. I'm not a deep person, but that, 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 you can't, garbage will not change garbage. Garbage won't clean up garbage. I got to speak the word over garbage. You don't like the crap in your life? Stop dumping crap on it. I don't understand why you said crap. What do you call it then? No, 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 no. We in church don't say that word. <laughs> See, y'all want to get judgmental on me because I say crap, but I know you be saying a lot worse. Babe, does he have a microphone or something in our house? How does he know all this stuff is happening in our house? Because I got the word in me. I got the Holy Spirit in me. And I got flesh just like you do. (laughs) Some of y'all can't handle that flesh though, see. All right. John chapter 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. Everybody say light shines in the darkness. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So the word shines a light. It, the word shines a light into the darkness some of y'all living we're living in dark days no 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 disputing it some of y'all working in dark places you can't light it up unless you light it up with the word okay now Think about it this way. Babe, I don't know know how we're going to get out of this financial situation. The light, excuse me, a word shines a light in the darkness. I don't know how. I don't know if this marriage can be fixed. I don't know if this relationship can be fixed. A word, the word, shines a light in the darkness. I don't know how it can happen, but his word will shine a light in the darkness of the things that I don't understand. I don't know, is it time for me me to make this career move? The light shines, I mean, the uh, the word shines a light in the darkness. Oh, you know this one, thy word is a lamp unto my, and a light unto my path. The word. All right, let's keep reading. John chapter 1, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, this man came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Who's the light? Jesus, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Verse 9, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Can you imagine if anybody had the if anybody had the reason to be cocky and 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 arrogant? It was Jesus. I mean, this is all mine. You're mine. You're mine. I made you. But how did he come? Y'all know the story. We're going to talk about it at Christmas. He came in a stable around horse and cow and sheep stuff. Oh, I already said it once, I can say it again. Crap. <laughs> right? Ah. Oh, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. He was born a Jew and for the Jews he came. And the same people for which he came crucified him. Are you tracking me? Okay, hold on. And they are, they are still a select few of those Jews that are still at, sitting at the wailing wall today praying for the Messiah to come because he already came unto his own and his own received him not. So Bradley Weber, it don't matter If they're like, that's just Dennis's son. That's just Coach's son. That's just Earl's son. He's just the plumber. (laughs) If the people that Jesus came for wouldn't receive him, why are we getting, why was I getting so upset to think that he could not use me because I felt insignificant because I didn't wear Wranglers and Ropers and drive a bulldog truck with an antenna? Are you following what I'm saying? He came to his own, yet his own did not receive him. Here's something you need to understand. I'm getting ready to land this plane. But it, and when I do, you're going to be like, wait, I thought it was supposed to be like a slow. No, we finna taxi, bam, down, and it's over. Watch this. Here's something you need to understand. The Bible speaks of two Adams. Everybody say Adam. The one that you're familiar with is Adam from the garden, right? It speaks of, of the Genesis Adam. Then it speaks of Jesus being the second Adam. It says that the first Adam was a man of the flesh, and the second Adam was a life-giving spirit. Why did the second Adam have to come? Because it takes an Adam to fix what an Adam did. Hold on. There's something called biblical, biblic, uh, biblical typology. That everything has to be the same throughout Scripture. Now, watch this. So, if Adam screwed it up, it takes an Adam to fix it. The typology has to be consistent all the way through the Bible, it cannot be broken. And I'm gonna show you, this is so cool. So, So, God made Adam in Genesis, gave him the garden. And everything in it. And then the Bible says there was not a suitable helpmate. Okay, watch this. Typology. Jesus came to his own and there was no suitable helper found. He was received not. First Adam had no suitable helper. So God laid him down. Y'all know this story. God laid him down, put Adam to sleep. And what pierced his side and pulled adam's bride out of his side y'all i'm finna run in this church when as soon as i said the word pierce something should have clicked okay typology god made jesus lay down on a cross and a roman soldier pierced his side. And when the blood flowed, we were born out of that blood. We've already read that you and I, when we get born again, we were born out of that blood and we are now what the bride of Christ. Do you see how big this is? Is anybody getting this today? I'm almost, done. I'm almost to the finish line. Stewardess, have everybody put their seats in the upright position. Place all the uh, tr- food trays up. Put all your stuff away. If to get, yeah, turbulence is coming. I'm trying to get you to see that you are more than just the result of a biological connection. You are significant. If you don't hear anything else I said, you are significant, Joe. You are significant. That is, I'm looking at you, that has not changed. And God has a plan for your life. He's got you. He's not worried about anything else. And you being here today is no accident. John chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. How am I doing, Ash? Am I keeping up with the right verses today? Good. I got the thumbs up. We good. But as many as received him to them. Listen. As many as received him to them gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in him. He believe in his name who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God. When you invite Jesus into your heart, yes, you still have mama and daddy's DNA and blood, but there is something else. You have been reborn again. It says he gave them the right to become children. And when these people believed in his name, they were born, not born of the will of man, not born of the flesh, not born of blood. They were born of God. Now, ah. Uh, You ready? Let me, let me show you what I'm saying. That which is born of tomato is tomato. If you have a tomato seed, it has a, an invisible list of instructions on the inside of it. What do I mean? You can plant a 1 million tomato seeds in one of these pastures out here, and you will never, ever get a watermelon. Why? Because there's a list of instructions on that seed. That seed knows what it's supposed to be. You can't open the seed and see them. The instructions are invisible. What am I saying? That sheep is of sheep. Goat is of goat. Horse is of horse. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Okay, no, no. And, and wit- some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, I know that song. That which is dog is dog. That which is cat is cat. That which is Weber is Weber. She may marry Mr. Whistler, not may. She's married. He's like, wait a minute. I thought we talked about this. <laughs> he, he, he got nervous for a second. His toes curled up. She's going to marry Mr. Whistler, and her name will be Mrs ansley whistler i'm cool with that by the way but she but but weber produced weber okay hold on and the bible says in first peter 1 23 that you were born of an incorruptible seed by the living and enduring word of god what does that mean it means that you were born again and you have jesus seed and in every seed, there is a list of invisible instructions inside of you. That's your significance inside of you. There is an invisible list of instructions of what you are to produce in your life. This kind of teaching right here, I have not ever really just dabbled in, but I, I, I really hope that you're like, I need this. Because I can, I can get up here all day long and say, you're significant, you're significant, you're significant. But I need to peel everything back and go, this is where your significance comes from. You are, the, you are made of the incorruptible seed of God. You are God's child. And inside of you, there's a list of instructions. And how do we get it? When we get into the word. That's how we educate ourselves. That's how we make it make sense. all right we're at the edge y'all ready to jump first john (laughs) 114 says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only one begotten of the father full of grace and truth worship team get ready as a matter of fact come stand behind me because we finna jump here we go first john first john five four and i'm done First John five: four: "For whatever is born of God overcomes the world." I just told you that you are the incorruptible seed, which means you are now, once you receive Christ, you are born of God. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Our faith. I don't have time to unpack that today, but come next Sunday, and we'll be part three. And with that, everybody stand to your feet. (laughs) May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace before they start the track. Yes, Holy Spirit. If you're here today and you say, I've never accepted Jesus into my heart. I want to do that today. Pastor B, will you lead me in the pr- sinner's prayer? Will you lead me in the prayer that says, I've lived a jacked up life. Today I want to turn it over to him. He makes all things new. If that's you, will you just shoot your hand up just as fast as you can? Anybody in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over this room. Oh, my gosh. All over this room. 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 Church, family, do you understand the significance of this moment? If you say, you know what? I, I don't know that I have that incorruptible seed in me. I need to know that I know that I know that if I was to die today, I would wake up in heaven. Pastor B, remember me. So let's let me lead you in this prayer oh god i come before you now confessing my sins i'm sorry for my sins i believe that your only son jesus died for me on the cross at calvary and i believe that he shed his blood for the forgiveness of my sins i believe that he conquered sin he conquered death and he conquered the devil So that I could be set free. And now, oh God, come into my life. Remove anything that is not of you. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's just give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Because what you don't understand, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Let's go. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you, and until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.